welcome back. Um, it's currently Thursday the 9th of April, so not too long since our last pod. And I'm here with a familiar voice again. Uh, hello, John. Sup, Lane? What's going on? Welcome back. <laughs> not too bad. Uh, things have been uh, kind of slow, kind of weird, but, you know, that's how it is. How have you been? Yeah, I've been all right. Can't complain. Just watching a lot of movies, um, doing a little bit of study when I can. Uh, got my brother back in the house. He's done his two weeks of quarantine, which is good. But uh, yeah, just been listening to a lot of music, which is the topic for today. Watching a lot of film. Uh, I'm not a big TV guy. I've watched a little bit of TV, done a bit of cooking, done a bit of cleaning, you know, more not spring cleaning, autumn cleaning, but everything's going mm-hmm. all right. How have you been, Elaine? It's been a while since we chatted. Yeah, I've just been doing sort of similar things. Been watching some TV shows, a couple movies. Uh, been cleaning out the house a lot lately. Um, yeah, I've realised that we've actually accumulated a lot of stuff over the years, so things need to be cleared out. Um, and yeah, I've been painting, which I mentioned in the last podcast. And yeah, just just getting through it as we do. I will add that I have seen some of your paintings, and they are gorgeous. Uh, I don't exactly. Oh know. no! Are they? Are they? The, have you been trying to paint? like the background of your MacBook, like the desktop display thing? What do you call it? The wallpaper? Have you been the trying desktop to paint the wallpaper? Yeah. yeah well, been... well, basically, they're just my favourite photos that I've ever taken, so it just happens to be that. That's oh, what I'm enough. painting as well, yeah. I know a lot of people, <laughs> but... actually, a lot of friends of mine have started painting and they've got, you know, cam- canvases from Ackersley's or whatever the art store is called. But I just, I just cannot, I just can't bring myself to do it. Like, my mum's been cross-stitching. She's trying to knit this blanket, I think, at the moment. Um, oh. My dad, my dad has been making hand sanitizer. It's getting a bit weird. Oh God, I swore again. It's getting a bit weird. It's getting a bit weird around here. But oh um, no, uh, it's good though. It's good. So yeah, if I did have to add, I'm just going to add quickly because I want to. If you're going to add any films to your list, and yes, some of these are available on Netflix. I personally would watch um, film called Prisoners on Netflix. Is the one that I've been recommending. It's uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. It's um, starring Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Paul Dano and it's the one I've been recommending to everybody and I think I actually recommended it to you a while back just before we get into the mm-hmm. guts of the uh, pod today it's about a, um, a father who um, his six year old daughter is kidnapped and he is not very happy with how the local law authorities deal with it so he decides to take matters into his own hands and go after the culprit himself it's one of the most gripping heavy films that you'll watch um, I rate it I, I, I have a little movie diary where I rate every movie that I watch I rate it a 9 out of 10 which I very rarely do it's fantastic oh, wow. the score's brilliant the cinematography again by Roger Deakins is amazing it's I was not expecting to be that pulled in to the film and to the you know to the world that the film creates but brilliant film performances as well Hugh Jackman is just playing this distraught father and Jake Gyllenhaal is always is playing this mysterious character that he fashions up. Detective Loki, I think his name is. It's a fantastic film. That's the one I recommend at the moment on Netflix. So definitely check it out. Elaine, have you got any recommendations on that front? Uh, actually, before I get into that, have you got any ten out of ten films? I just, just, I'm just curious. <laughs> so actually, this is going to come up later. Um, I do have two ten out of tens. Weird. Ooh. The first, the first of which is. 
I think is the seminal one. Uh, the Godfather, that's a 10 out of 10 in my book. I don't think... Oh, okay, yeah. That's a, But th- these are my favourite films. So these are not objectively the best, but these are my f- personal favourites. Uh, actually, no, I, I have three. I have three. I've just added one in that I've remembered. Uh, the Godfather Part 1 is a 10 out of 10. I just think as an ensemble cast and just... Every cog in that machine works perfectly together. You have some of the best performances by Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, Robert Duvall, um, John Cazale, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. It's probably the, one of the best book-to-film adaptions you ever see. And its sequel is pretty much a 9.5 out of 10. I think I rated The Godfather Part 2, which I love, but just not quite as much as the first one. My second 10 out of 10 film is just a bit left field, although it did win Best Picture a couple of years back. It's called Moonlight, directed by Barry Jenkins. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't seen it yet. But um, it will be coming up will be coming up later in the uh, music recommendations you'll just see, but um, it is a fantastic film. It's about, um, it's told in three parts. It's about a uh, African-American boy who grows up to become a man as a homosexual in, I think it's Atlantic City. Uh, so I think it's a city based in Florida. Don't quote me. I think it's quite close to Miami. But um, it just explores the stages of his life growing from boy to teenager to man and how he grapples with the tensions of being a homosexual boy in this really masculine um, masculine world of Florida. It's one of the most heart-wrenching films that I've ever seen. Something that I, I usually cry in movies, but I cried <laughs> so much in this one. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, I remember Mahashala Ali plays just this fantastic um, character, Juan, who's a drug dealer in it. Um, there's just so much emotional weight in the film. It's beautifully shot. Every single aspect of it works. It might actually be my favourite film ever. It might even pip The Godfather, but that's one that is a 10 for me. And the third film, 10 out of 10, is uh, Shrek 2. It is uh, perhaps one of the <laughs> masterpieces of modern cinema in the 21st century. Um, this is more of just a piss take, by the way, but it is a great film. Love Shrek 2. Holding Out for a Hero is probably my favourite scene in uh, modern film. I've already brought it up in this podcast like three times, but I do love a bit of Shrek 2. So have you got any 10 out of 10s, by the way, Elaine? Sorry about that rant. Um, I am really bad at recalling which movies I really, really love because I just don't record it down, which I probably should, but one of my top... Well, what's your favourite? What's your favourite? I really love, really, cinema... I can't say. Cinema... Cinema... Cinematographic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> films. So, Dunkirk was a pretty recent one that I watched that. Nice. I loved. Very nice. Um, also, there's this Chinese director which okay one of the movies he directed was house of house of dragons flying okay you know what i can't remember the names but he directed this other one that i watched recently on netflix um which i really really liked and also hero which was um quite an old film now but it's a stunning stunning film and it basically tells the story of these assassins in i think it's like four different colors and he's you don't know which one's the real one until it's the last one. It's basically saying different oh. stories on how they're these bunch of assassins plan to assassinate the emperor. So there's like the red version, there's like a white version, there's like a, I think a green version, and it's really really stunning. So that's I think I remember you top. telling me about that one. Yeah. 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 I haven't watched it in a while. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I just went back and watched The Godfather a couple of weeks ago because I had the time and I just kind of put it on. I was doing some uh, homework in the background and I was just watching it and just 
gripped me again. That's why sometimes your favorite movies, you can go back again and again and again and again and just appreciate mm-hmm. and find new things to discover with them every single time. It's just brilliant. But um, yeah, what are we up to today in this pod, Elaine? Let's uh, just, I'll let you introduce what we're covering today. Yeah, so like we've sort of mentioned already, we are going to talk about music today. Obviously, this is going to be a controversial one because we understand that everyone has their own tastes, but this is pretty much just us giving our hot takes on what we like to listen to and maybe a bit of suggestions for you guys if you want to try something new because I think for both of us our tastes aren't um well everyone says it but they're not that mainstream I guess I think we listen to quite niche stuff so probably some of these artists you would have never heard of before so that's why we're doing that one today as a light oh you go (laughs) no 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 I was just gonna ask um before we even get into the categories, I just was wondering, and this is not in the this has not been prepared or anything, and you haven't got any notes on it, so I'm gonna put you on the spot, Elaine. Alright. What why do you listen to music? Is it because of the instrumentals, is it because of the lyrics, is it because of how it makes you feel? Like what's the main factor that determines I think which songs you like? We're different on this because I feel like you are more of a lyric guy. Just from bit, yeah, yeah just from what I've noticed, I'm definitely someone who's much more about um, the layers of the. You know, what? I'm not an expert in this, but pretty much I like songs that have lots of lots of instrumentals, and I like um, songs that you know have a bit of electronic stuff in it. I guess, um, but I like the actual tune more so than the lyrics. Like I, I'm very, um, I'm not the type of person who Google's lyrics that often or memorizes lyrics. It's more so just how it sounds to me, if that makes sense. Also, just weird music videos are my thing as well. <laughs> I, I'm not a big, I'm not the biggest music video guy. In, uh, I, I think that the music should just be standalone in, in that sense of a piece of art of what it is. Um, I, kind of. It depends. Like, and as you'll find when we're going through the categories today, I listen to some music because of the musicality. But when I'm focused on a song, and usually this is a very weird thing that I do, but I usually, if I really want to listen to a piece of music, I turn all the lights off. I try to close my eyes and just listen. So I have mm-hmm. no other sensory overload, no taste, no sight, nothing. And just try to listen to the song purely for the lyrics. But sometimes I'll listen to music and pure, some some of these songs that I'll suggest today are purely just instrumentals. So, like, I will listen to music purely for the emotional experience. How does it make me feel? How do I react to it? And even further to that, how do I relate to the lyrics in some senses? So, how mm-hmm. do I relate to what the songwriter is trying to tell? So, I don't know. I try to pass through the lyrics sometimes and apply the experiences of the um, you know of the singer to or the, even the rapper in some cases to what I'm feeling. But um, that's kind of my stance, and I've kind of changed. I used to be like this really real lyrics nerd, but I've kind of gravitated towards. There are different songs for different uh, situations in your life, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of what I gravitate to. How does how does a song make me feel? As simple as that. So yeah. without further ado, do you want to get stuck into the categories? All right. So yes, like our previous pods, we do have categories that we've um, made. So our first category, category today is best music to study to. And I think, John, you'll start off with this one. And this is to kind of repeat what I was just saying as well, which is interesting. In terms of study, we're like, I kind of separate it into two things because if I'm writing notes and really trying to 
punch out an assignment. That's one type of study, I guess. But when I'm reading notes, if I'm you know reading and, tr- and trying to comprehend something, or even if I'm drafting a student's work, if I'm doing some tutoring, it's more music that I need in the background, and that's when I don't want my music to have any lyrics. So I just kind of want something that's ambient, but also has you know a kind of inspiring sound to it so one thing that I've been listening to recently in the past three four weeks and this has stayed with me especially when I'm doing some reading and I usually turn the volume a little bit down but um it's usually the um extended score discography of two guys called Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch so I do gravitate predominantly towards film soundtracks when I'm trying to do some reading or drafting um Elaine have you seen the movie The Social Network? I haven't (laughs) So that's the one that's about the um, founding of Facebook from Mark Zuckerberg. Mm-hmm. It was released in 2011. The film's brilliant, by the way. This is just trying try to slip in a film recommendation here. But they have the, the soundtrack. They, they won the Academy Award from it, and it's one of the best film scores that there, that there is. Uh, there's this one song. There's two songs on it back-to-back, which are Hand Covers Bruise, which is this really ambient it's got these fuzzy strings and just this simple piano and it plays at a climax of the um, film but it's the perfect song to get me in the mood for being like I need to draft this or I need to read these notes in the next hour right now moreover they've also got this other song um, I think it's called In Motion which is really the opposite it's this pumping synth pop like kind of new wave um, song that really uh, runs through the course of the whole film as well so like the entire the entire um, discography of Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch is definitely what I listen to when I'm reading mm-hmm. uh, moreover they just did the new Watchmen uh, TV series soundtrack and there's this um, they've got a couple of songs on that which are just absolutely fantastic as well and that that soundtrack's a bit more like frenetic dystopian electronica I guess and that fits more to the subject matter of Watchmen as well um, two other songs that I listen to or yeah two other artists um, I listened to Nicholas Brittell. He did the Moonlight soundtrack, which is something that I listen to a lot. There's one particular song. It's the predominant theme song of the film. It's called um, In the Middle of the World, or I think The Middle of the World. Um, it's like predominantly just a cello song. It's it predominantly string-based, and it's just heart wrenchingly beautiful every time that I listen to it it's something that I really gravitate towards and also the um, the film scores of Johan Johansson so he's a late Icelandic um, musician don't quote me on that I think he's from Iceland and he did a lot of the uh, soundtracks for Denis Villeneuve whose film that I also mentioned earlier so we're talking Prisoners and Sicario and Enemy he did all those soundtracks they're fantastic and just to finish as well if I'm actually doing study studies so if I'm actually doing real written notes I want something that's really up tempo i want something that's really high beats per minute so i kind of gravitate to like drum and guitar um numbers that really um run through the entire song that are the backbone of the song so for example i listen to it like like weirdly enough a lot of national like the band called the national they're like a uh, rock band uh their two songs graceless and rylan they just have this drum beat that just gravitates throughout the whole song it just really is it's it's consistent. It goes throughout the whole song, and it's just something that kind of really almost 
I can almost like just study to and use as just like a beat, just like to go uh, like almost metronomic in a sense. And uh, another thing which I put on repeat anytime I have swap back, it's this one song, Don't Ask Me Why I Do It, but Vampire Weekend's A-Punk, it just has this really jangly electric guitar, this really up-tempo beat to it. And I don't know what it is about the song, but I can just study and study and study to it for hours. So those are my uh, songs that um, I study to. So Elaine, what are your picks? All right, so um, I guess a little bit different to yours. So I have, I sort of have two main playlists that I alternate between when I study. So there's my main playlist, which I'll talk a bit about later on, but it's got a lot of, I guess, indie rock and bedroom pop in it. And then I also have a more instrumental soundtrack. So yes, I do have a couple uh, film soundtracks on my playlist as well, namely the How to Train Your Dragon soundtrack. Don't question it. That, How to Train I Dragon. Say, I I was so happy when you put this on. Can I just say this? Not yeah. only are those three films brilliant, the soundtrack is it's like this Scottish, like Scandinavian oh, pop so music good. kind so of soundtrack good. to it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Johnsy did it from Sigaros. That's why. Um, yeah, Johnsy, the um, that, that little was, figure of Sigaros, like yeah, that was the the last the credit the end credit song of the first movie, I think. But. During, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that was in oh. Joe Powell. I think he's the guy who did that's the one, the more instrumental that's stuff. Yeah, so oh so good. And yeah, my apologies because Johnsy Johnsy did the song "Where No One Goes." I think that's from the the first or second film. The first song. That song absolutely end. slaps. It's an objective it's good. banger. It's good. But the whole soundtrack as well is brilliant. So I'm glad you brought that one up. Anything else that you listen to? Uh, anything Hans Zimmer, I've just put on there because, you know, come on, can, yes. you, can you go wrong? Not really. Although it's probably king, a little bit uh, stressful at times to listen to Hans Zimmer, but maybe that will help you study. I don't know. Up to you. Um, I've also mm. got the Studio Ghibli soundtracks, which I've mentioned before as well, but they're just so, so good. And, um, mm. like with How to Train Your Dragon, kind of got a fantastical element to it, so it kind of transports you to somewhere else. Um, I've also got lo-fi in here, so I don't think this is anything new either. There's that, um, that really popular lo-fi girl, which is on YouTube, and it's just like a constant live stream of lo-fi music. Never actually used that, but... Um, if you are looking for some of my favourite lo-fi artists, I've got Nahi, Nahi, Nahidia. I don't know how to say it, but he's, I think he's sort of well-known. I don't know. I'm not going to even try. <laughs> um, and also Mao. So that's M-O-W. So he's got this, or he or she, he's got this album that's called I Can't Tell You How Much It Hurts, which is just so classic lo-fi. But it's so, so good. We're getting into sad and, um, music too early, are we? Uh, I think we're getting into <laughs> I've also added in here, oh, I know we're studying sometimes, you kind of want to have it in the background, but you don't really want to sing along to it. So my trick to get around this is actually to listen to foreign music, so especially music in languages that you don't quite understand or you don't know that well. So for me, I listen to a lot of uh, 80s Chinese music, mainly because this is what my dad used to blast outside in the garden um, and in the car from when I was a kid. One of these artists, Teresa Tang, if you're Chinese, you probably know who she is, although she is Taiwanese, but I don't want to get into the politics of that. But, yeah, she's got really amazing um, songs from that era and they're just so um, nostalgic to me. 
literally one of those songs I remember my dad playing in the backyard and literally just like stuck my head out shazammed it and then added it to my playlist and that was how my Chinese playlist was born but yeah listen to Teresa Tang if you're at all interested in that but I've also got Italian and French music I quite like as well and a, a, a trick that I do sometimes is Disney princess songs but listen to them in the language that they were meant to be in is so so good so I think Cinderella I think is um meant to be in French and it sounds I think better than the English version and also it doesn't get you as distracted as it would if it were in English um I've also included this literally like two days ago randomly I was on YouTube John might know about this yeah I was on YouTube and I literally just like saw this recommendation and it was it was Cherry Wine by Hosier playing from a distant church in a forest. Okay, when I saw this, I was like, okay, what in the world could this even be? But of course, I clicked on it and it's exactly what it sounds like. And I just, I don't even know this, this was a thing, but apparently this is, you know, quite popular because there's so, so many other ones where it's just people edit these songs and then put like sounds over like a stream or rain or a fire a fireplace crackling and it's brilliant i don't know why i haven't found this before but it's so good i literally just spammed everyone on snapchat i'm so sorry because i was like at literally up at I, 12 a.m in the morning just i have one <laughs> thing to add here lane it's 1 a.m <laughs> on the tuesday prior to this pod and you have sent me a snapchat saying okay who did this that was your caption yeah <laughs> and the youtube video's name is your parents are arguing downstairs about divorce while you're crying all while Mr. Brightside plays. That's that's the name of the video. Like, I was getting these at like 1.30 and then I think my response was, are you okay? Um, I wasn't really sure what was going on, but I was intrigued and I can say that I have listened to this. It's one of the more bizarre things I've listened to. I don't really know how you'd study to it. But I, respect, I, I respect the new... I'm not even going to say culture. I respect the new music recommendations. Yeah, well, this is a new maybe one. not so much that one because I realise that some of them get quite dark, so maybe don't, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't delve too deep into these. But some of them that I really like, there's Put Your Head on My Shoulder, but it's in another room and it's raining. Amazing. White Christmas by Bing Crosby, but you're next to a fireplace. It's raining and it's from an old radio. It literally sounds exactly as what the title is called. Um, I've also got Childish Gambino, Redbone, playing in an empty shopping centre. Like, who, who would have thought? But it, it works. It works so well. Um, yeah, anyway, for some reason, I find it really relaxing. It's just something that I encountered a couple of days ago. But enough of niche YouTube sad girl music <laughs> let's move on to our next category so we've got um category two which is best music or podcast to work out to and i'll hand it back to you john um this one's now anybody who knows me and knows my physical appearance knows that i'm not a workout guy i'm like a popsicle stick with like four pipe cleaners no. together. I'm a very skinny guy. I don't do much uh, gym stuff or weight stuff. I'm proud to admit, uh, or maybe not proud to admit, who knows. But I do like going on uh, runs quite regularly. Um, not to say that I'm Fitzbo guys, but I do enjoy every day, especially in quarantine. It gets, uh, gets me out of the house, keeps me a little bit fit. And that's what I consider my workout to be, I guess. But um, what I like to do on my runs is that I usually 
start with some music and then I transition to a podcast in the middle of the run when I've got like a tempo, when I, I feel podcasts are really good to get a running tempo. And then when it's like when I'm a, a kilometer or two away from home, I switch it back on to like a run playlist and I listen to that for about 10 minutes as I'm running home. Um, so... In terms of, I'll start with a podcast that I listen to in the middle. Usually, I listen to something that's uh, it's more like current affairs. So I've been recently listened to like uh, a podcast called The Press Box, which is pretty much just about. Um, it, it's actually an American politics podcast. I've just been listening to that just to try uh, gain some scope over what's happening over there with the current crisis. And they also do just a lot of. It, it's almost about American politics, but it's also about a lot of uh, journalism and how it's a it's a podcast about journalists which is quite funny that's a really good podcast i've been listening to recently while running i've also been listening to a podcast um it's called the jolly swagman podcast which i've referenced in previous um dente pods and it's basically just uh, an australian dude joe walker i think his name is and he uh, interviews a lot of uh, high level high profile uh, economists and financial figures uh, around the world it's a brilliant podcast and th- those are the ones i listen to in the middle of my workout i feel that it's good to just listen to somebody talking or a conversation that's going on and it gets you in a really nice rhythm to run you kind of forget you're running you kind of forget you're sweaty and that you're puffing and you really want to drink of water but you got to keep going because you're like four k's away from home you just ran in a straight line away from home and then you got to get all the way back but in terms of what i listen to in terms of the music to bookend the uh, runs at the start and the end i like to listen to something incredibly high tempo and this is not a genre of music that i've liked in the past but i really like frenetic energetic brass and like jazz music i guess so there's a couple of songs that i've got recommended here um a song called Brooklyn, which ironically was from the, I found from the third season of Fargo. I had to Shazam it. I put my phone up to the screen when I was listening um, or watching Fargo just to find the song. It's this crazy, bouncy, you know, scale up to 11 song. It's got all sorts of brass in there. It's from the Youngblood Brass Band. There's also another one which is a bit more mellow, a bit more groovy, which is called Casanova from the Rebirth Brass Band. And um, I've also found. Um, I think it's the Hot 8 Brass Band. They do all these covers. So what a lot of brass bands do is that they cover pop songs, but obviously they don't want them to sound anything like uh, what they are in pop culture. They want to put their own uh, jazz spin on it with all the uh, instrumentals that they do. And obviously it doesn't even have any lyrics half the time, but um, George Benson's 80s pop uh song Give Me The Night it was covered by uh, the High Eight Brass Band it's one of the best covers I've ever heard of any genre it's fantastic it's really really bouncy and um, that one's really really great and what I listen to to finish my runs commonly and a bonus round for the uh, for this one uh, if I need something a little bit different if I'm finishing my run I don't know why but when I was little I used to play the NBA 2K games just to put a bit of the uh, gaming side into this podcast and the 2K soundtracks were brilliant and they had this one song it's run this town it's a collaboration track by jay-z kanye and rihanna you can you know judge me all you want for it it's a great great song it's got this real real um yeah as i said it's it's got a backbone of just this i I wouldn't even it's like an electronically engineered drum pattern and it just carries through the whole song and also two songs from a uh 
hip hop super group, more like a collaborative group, I'll say, uh, Dreamville with Wells Fargo and Down Bad. And as, I, as I'm a pretty crazy character, I want high energy, frenetic, absolutely crazy songs when I go running. And Wells Fargo and Down Bad are the two songs that I've been listening to recently on the end of my runs. So, Elaine, what have you got for this section? So, I've just got a couple things here like John I don't really work out that much either I normally just run um, and even when I say I run I used to be pretty good last year but this year I've kind of just slacked off so I kind of half walk it half run um, but two of the um, things that I like to listen to first of all the Black Panther soundtrack so good probably you guys know of it already you guys probably watched the movie so if you know how good the movie is obviously the soundtrack has you know, soundtrack. a star studded cast Oh, artist, I guess. And, yeah, so it's really, really What's good. your favourite song from that one, Elaine? Um, I really like... Hold on, let me bring it up because I'm so terrible with names of things. I can't remember the name. I've Yeah, I'll get, I've got two. You get them up. I don't know if you agree with me. I think my favourite, and this is something that not a lot of people probably would expect, it's a song called I Am by Georgia Smith on it. That's one that I absolutely love. I don't know why. But I, I'm a big, I'm a big Georgia Smith stan. Um, that song is just uh, beautiful. I think the instrumentals of that one in particular are really, really good. I think also the album was executive produced by Kendrick Lamar, which is, and he did a stellar yeah. job with it. And I think there's also a song as well, Paramedic by SOB times RBE with Kendrick Lamar on it. That's another one that I listen to sometimes when I run. It's just again got that really <laughs> high energy beat to it. So, what's your favorite song of that one? If you had to pick one. See, ops, that's Ops. Ops is my favourite track. Ops? Oh, is that the one with Vince Staples? I think it yeah. is. Okay, sorry. Well, rapper, that took a while yeah, to get the there, one. but yeah, Ops. Um, right. I also, yeah, someone else I really like is Young Franco. So he's an Australian DJ, I think based in Queensland, might be wrong, but he's got a really couple of absolutely sick tunes that I really enjoy listening to and I work out to it, run to it, dance to it, doesn't really matter. Um, one of his tunes that I really, really find energizes me is called about this thing and it's specifically the uh one of the remixes so i don't know what how to pronounce this either but it's slvr so it's about this thing slvr remix i'm sorry for you guys if you actually know who that is but i'm just listening to that one song and i pretty much listen to it on repeat because it's really really energizing um with um podcasts as well while i run i tend to like to listen to shameless which i've mentioned a couple times but they're really good because they release quite frequently. So I think it's at least two times a week. So if you run out of podcasts, then most likely by the time you run again, they will have released another one, which is really, really good. Um, and I also really enjoy this other podcast, The Girl's Bathroom. So this is a podcast hosted by two British uh, YouTubers, Sophia and Chinsia, and they pretty much just do this alternating concept where it's girl talk one week and then boy talk the other week. So this is obviously very sort of um, female-centric or, yeah, well, if you if that's what you, you're into, then it's really, really fun to listen to because they get these submissions from their subscribers about whatever issue is going on and they 
pretty much give their advice on the situation and I find it really fun to listen to and it's also not that not something that requires a lot of brain work so when you're um, running and you know trying to be active I think I find it quite nice to just relax and listen to something like that but um, that's it for this category I guess we'll move on to our next one which is best background music or best background podcast to listen to so for this category I'm sort of pitching it as you know if you're cleaning or you're cooking around the house especially during this period if you're you know like me trying to clean out you know 20 years of just stuff um, it's good to put in the background and also for driving what's good to listen to while you're driving so uh, once again John it's your turn first um, this is actually quite topical because I did do, as I said, a big autumn clean of my room at home and it took me like, it took me five or six hours. It took a really long time. I had to rearrange notes, uh, rearrange some books that I've got, rearrange some drawers, even some clothes that I needed to throw out, stuff to rearrange. Um, and I actually made a separate music playlist for the first half of that clean, I guess. And I don't really know why, but I have been listening to this playlist quite a bit um, when I was even cooking last night. Um, it was kind of like electronica music, like a lot of electronic music uh, predominantly. So you had some classics in there, for example. Um, some people would probably know uh, from the even pop culture, these pretty huge songs, but like MA3's Midnight City. Uh, I was listening to some Caribou. So for, ex- for those of you who don't know, uh, Caribou's, I think his name's Dan Snaith. He's like this Canadian electronic producer, makes fantastic like um, electronic music. He's, he's got uh, one song which was on an old FIFA uh, soundtrack, Odessa, and he's also got another beautiful song, Can't Do Without You. Um, one of my favorite uh, electronic artists, Jamiroquai. It's really like disco, really funky stuff. Songs like Canned He, You Give Me Something, Little L is what I was listening to then. As well, I think I actually listened to a whole Jamiroquai album. I can't quite recall, recall the one. Um, was listening to some really old Daft Punk. Was listening to some Discovery, One More Time, uh, Aerodynamic. Was also listening to a bit of homework like Defunk, some really like uh, old school 90s uh, Daft Punk, which was good. Um, for some more modern stuff, I was listening to uh, Kate Renata. Uh, I listened to both his albums, 99.9% and Bubba, whilst I was doing that clean. And then I shifted to uh, one band that's very special to me. Uh, I haven't even mentioned him yet, but my dad is one of the biggest music junkies that you ever know. Uh, he goes to like uh, God knows how many live shows he's been to Elaine he's been to probably more than a thousand live shows in his life he's, he's always out that's why this quarantine it's killing him for one thing because he has to be stuck at home all the time but another thing is he's ha- he had like 15 to 20 tickets that he'd bought um, for music concerts in probably the next three or four months that he'd had slated coming up and they've all been cancelled oh, no. and like it's like it's absolutely shattering for him he's like a like a 12 year old with his music he absolutely loves it and um he'll do anything to just listen to new stuff and uh he's always introduced me to new stuff and tried to educate me is that those are the words that he uses mm-hmm. with uh, all the classics and one of the i will get to it in my personal favorites category but one of the bands that i've been listening to a lot elaine i don't think you know this one uh, they're called tool so they're mm, a no. american progressive metal progressive rock band um, they are cere- there's no way, other way to describe it they're like cerebral and kind of this neurotic prog rock um, 
this is more music that I listen to purely for the instrumentals and how everything fits together from a musical standpoint opposed to the lyrics um, one thing they do which no other rock band really does is that their time signatures in particular are all over the place it's all wacky um, all the instruments are flying all around the place Danny Carey in particular with the drums uh, for Tool on songs like 46 and 2 Schism and Vicarious are just absolutely fantastic I absolutely adore this band with all my heart um, this is I don't listen to a lot of screamo metal a lot of heavy metal but if there's one exception to the rule it would be Tool so I gotta shout out Dad for raising me the right way with this um, I've also been listening to a bit to I watched Good Will, rewatched Good Will Hunting a couple of weeks ago and it got me back into the discography of Elliot Smith who's like this really um you know, quite composed, quite quiet uh, indie folk singer um, of the 90s. So I've been listening to a lot of his music. And one of my new, uh, recent favourite new songs, Waltz XO, is from one of his extended albums that he released. And it just conveys such a pain in his voice with his subtlety as well. And the piano and guitar arrangements in this song is just something beautiful and something really calming to listen to while you're cooking or you're cleaning or you're just doing something that doesn't, that doesn't really matter. matter. And um, for a podcast recommendation here for best background podcast, I could listen, I could re-listen to the rewatchables podcasts <laughs> as many times as I like, Elaine. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I just think that hearing people just talk passionately about movies that they love is something that will never get old. I listen to them in the background. It's not something you have to necessarily concentrate uh, to. Uh, You know, when they're laughing, you obviously key in, but... Uh, just a fantastic podcast. I reckon I've recommended this on every single podcast that I've come on. And uh, yeah, definitely something to check out. So Elaine, what have you got for this category? All right. So I've got a couple different um, genres here. So my first one is 80s music in general. I've just really, really enjoy listening to because not only is it really catchy, but um, it's also quite long I find lots of the songs are quite long so first I've got Tears for Fears so this is an 80s rock band um just legendary you probably know some of their songs if you don't know of the band themselves so they've got Shout um Everybody Wants to Rule the World Heads Over the Head sorry Head Over Heels Broken they're all so good and they they're so long which is what I love about um songs from that era as well I feel like the longer the song is the better almost um you can also find lots of concerts that they've uh, held on YouTube so if that's if you like listening to live concerts then head on over there to have a look on at those ones um I've also got something from probably one of my favorite music genres which is bedroom pop so Rex Orange County which has become super popular lately but he's just awesome and he's also during this time he's been holding a lot of free Instagram live concerts because obviously a lot of uh, his concerts from his pony tour was cancelled uh, due to the virus and um, so yeah if you like listening to that stuff as well almost as if you're going to the live concert itself I know for me I had bought a ticket because he was coming to Adelaide in May but I'm sure that that's probably going to be cancelled so that's all right he's been holding lots of free concerts which is awesome for musicians and um I think he's not the only one. There's quite a few other ones that have been hosting live concerts. I think Hosea 
which is another artist that I really, really love, has been hosting um, some free Instagram live concerts. And I've also gotten here, this is a bit different, but Japanese um, city pop. So city pop is like this genre that emerged in Japan in the 80s. And it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a kind of a mix between what you imagine an anime soundtrack would be mixed with rock, mixed with a bit of indie, and it's it's really, really good. And um, actually, it was a soundtrack to one anime that I watched last year, uh, Mirai of the Future. So I love if it. you... In, I literally, love this whole, This is the, why we have you, Elaine. You are the best. So literally the opening... This is the deepest of deep cuts. Yeah. The opening credits to this anime is this theme song, and it's just, you can just Google on YouTube theme song to Mirai of the Future, and it's just this like this panning shot that's over this house, and then it just then the the film itself starts, and it's so so good. It's so nostalgic, even though I wasn't even alive during the eighties, but I feel like um, I feel like I was. <laughs> and also another of the songs that was made by the same artist is Music Train. So Music Train was another song that was in that anime. And But I just alternate between those two because they're so good. Um, also, something else that I will add on to here that is on YouTube. So there's this YouTube channel and also a music studi- studio based in Berlin, and that is Colours. So Colours spelled like the American way without the U. And so Colours Studios, like I said, was is a... Um, Berlin-based music studio and essentially um, their motto is, I'm just reading it out straight from their website, is all colours, no genres. Colours is a unique aesthetic music platform with diverse and exceptional artists from all around the globe. So basically what they do is they get um, artists, both famous and also artists that are not very well known, and you basically, they hold, they film them um, singing their song live um and the background is just one color so it looks really really good on video because you can just see just the artist in the middle and then there's just like one color in the background so you just have like a huge purple backdrop or um blue or green whatever just all these different colors and yeah if if you i guess if you're working around the house literally just play it on your tv and you can play there's a whole bunch of playlists on there you know um there are artists that have been on there that are quite famous like i think Billie eilish has been on there um joji um a lot of rappers as well so there's not a strict sort of genre is just um, uh, people basically submit the, who, who, which artists they think should be on to, to be featured on colors and they um, go through I guess this selection process and then just get them on the studio and there's quite a lot that they have and there's quite a lot that they release um, fairly often as well so have a look for that next time you're on YouTube okay so on to our very last category for today, which is what is our personal favourite or songs. So essentially these are songs that you always feel like it's a crime if you skip and you just have to listen to the whole thing. So back back to you, John. Is there a limit of how many songs we could talk on? I'm just going to say let's not too long. Right. 
Okay, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go on a little bit of a heat check here. So I picked five songs. I picked some. Now this doesn't encompass all my favorite songs. These might not. These are not number one, two, three, four, five ranked in that order. These are just five that came to my head and that I feel very passionately about and that I've listened to in the past week. The first three songs now are all, funnily enough, coincidentally, album openers. And not only are these my favorite tracks, but they're also some uh, from some of the favorite albums of mine of all time. Uh, the first one is Arcade Fire's The Suburbs from the, ta- from the album The Suburbs. So this song opens the album. It's got this piano and electric guitar arrangement, uh, and it concludes with this really eerie, um, guitar solo towards the end of the song. Everything together, in my opinion, of this is in this song is the peak of John Boris' musicality. I absolutely love it. I absolutely adore it. Um, moreover, the lyrics as well. It's about the dark side of childhood as well and growing up in you know normal suburbia. Um, and it's almost as if he's saying life's not always as it seems for the uh, uh, regular kids in the suburbs. Um, as the lead singer, Wim Butler, uh, as, as his lyrics suggest. So there's this melancholic like piano number which swims under the surface of like this six-minute track um, amidst all the drums and the guitars and the strings and it all crescendos, as I said, with the aforementioned electric guitar solo. And what that does like, for me personally, this might just be me dorking out, but it reinforces like the themes of the song and it gets you to really look back and retrospect at your childhood and realizing sometimes that some things, you know, there's some things in life, like some opportunities that you can never get back. So it's one of the most, it really, really affects me in such a way and it doesn't make me happy. It actually makes me quite sad in some things of just looking back at, at, at your regrets in life. But one of the most beautiful songs that I can definitely think of. Um, number two is uh, LCD Sound System, which me and Elaine share a mm-hmm. mutual love for. Um, I got Elaine into so LCD good. Sound System, by the way, guys. So good. Love it. Um, this song is called Oh Baby. So just as a bit of background on the band, uh, more or less their, their entire discography is produced by the one-man band James Murphy. And... I suggested, I've probably been hinting to this for a while, but I like music that has an emotional impact on me. And this song is like the definition of cry time for me. So this is what I call it 2am. I've discussed this with Elaine before we actually recorded this. This is something where you listen to it at 2am, all the lights are out and you're just staring at the dark ceiling of your room. You've got your headphones on, wrapping around your head and there's more than a 50% chance that it'll definitely start crying. So... I imagine also when I listen to this song in particular, Oh Baby, it's the start of his uh, most recent album, American Dream. Uh, I imagine his thought process perhaps was uh, quite similar as well. And I think internally what he must be thinking is, how can I make this, how can I make disco and how can I make pop music as sad as possible sometimes? He's not the best singer. He doesn't have the best voice or anything, but there's something so raw and vulnerable about the ways he sings in a lot of his songs, but particularly this one. And it's about a breakup, uh, which really pulls at your heartstrings. There's this like ticking synth that punctual that's punctuated by this other washed over washed uh, like kind of washed out sync that flows over the entire song it's beautiful in this reservation and the reason why it's a personal favorite of mine is because it has so much space to fill in the song is so spacious you can fill it with your own emotions and your own experiences and if a song makes you reflect on yourself and your own like experiences in life and your own emotions
sessions. That's like mission accomplished pretty much in my book. So going to the rest of his discography as well, he's got All of My Friends is another song. His album Sound of Silver, uh, This Is Happening, um, the self-title was LCD Sound System was his first album. They're just all fantastic records. I cannot recommend this band enough. I recommended it to Elaine because I said, Elaine, you have to listen to it. I think you love mm-hmm. it too, Elaine. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a summary of the band, think electronica meets dance punk and the sound that comes is, as you know, Elaine can attest, it's absolutely magnificent, magnificent stuff. Um, my third awesome. recommendation... Well, I'm just going to cut in sorry. there. No, the songs are uh, the perfect length, which is like on average like what, nine minutes or something? Oh, yeah. Like, like All My Friends, I think, which is more of like, it's effectively Oh Baby. It's like, this, it's like the song I was referencing. It's like a more upbeat version of Oh Baby with more of like a frenetic piano that travels throughout the whole song. But all songs are like six, seven minutes in length. And it just enables which is perfect. to build and build All songs and build should be that long. <laughs> I think so too. I don't know. I will... Short songs have their have their purpose. Long songs have their purpose, but just absolutely adore LCD Sound System. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you enjoy it, like, When you told me and when you <laughs> came, I remember it was at uni. It's like John. I've been listening to LCD, LCD Sound System all night. They're fantastic. Good stuff. Good My stuff. My heart soared. It was. Oh, I was so happy. Um, I'll try to be quick, quick with the last three. Um, 1980s. We're going back a little bit in time now. Uh, so this is the album. In, uh, so. The album that I'll be referring to is Remain in Light from Talking Heads and the album opener is Born Under Punches. So if my personality was in a song, I'd like to think that it was this album opener. So it's all over the place. So it's literally front and center of the Talking Heads wheelhouse as well. It's got these African polyrhythms that are just layered over each other masterfully. So like if Oh Baby was a spacious track that you can like think about and put your head in and really tangibilize your emotions to it, this is the opposite. So stuff is flying around all over the place. There's high-pitched guitars, there's heaps of African music influence, and there's these, all these crazy synths all the way through. So like the lead singer, uh, David Byrne, who I actually had the pleasure of seeing a couple of years ago with Dad. We went to Adelaide Entertainment Centre. Um, he did his American Utopia tour. He performed this song during the climax of the show. It was right in the middle, right when the atmosphere peaked. And it's arguably the best music experience I've ever had. That show that he performed at the Entertainment Centre was like a top three show ever. And I've been to my fair share of shows with Spiro, but... It was unbelievable. So, like, it's a crazily, crazy, slightly unsettling, but, like, ridiculously fun song that encompasses everything I love about the Talking Heads as well. Uh, you probably know their other songs. Uh, they've got some more famous songs such as Psycho Killer and Once in a Lifetime. But I'll never forget listening to this uh, song, Born Under the Punches, the first time. And even uh, extending from that, I'll never forget the first time I listened to Remain in Light. It's one of the greatest albums ever released. Um, I'm going to try to wrap this up to end. Uh, my number four is a bit of a different one. I do not listen to that much rap and hip-hop. I just think there's a lot of average rap out there these days, particularly with a lot of the modern stuff where it's all auto-tuned and you can't really understand what the hell's going on with the uh, rappers, hence why I don't listen to too much. But I will start with L Sweatshirt and his song Chum from Doris, which I think, I believe, was his first studio album, but I think he released Earl, which was his debut uh, with Odd Future uh, a little bit before that. But he's probably 
in terms of all the rappers, if I had to line them all up, he's probably the best poet of all the current rappers, in my opinion. He's raw with everything he raps about. His he, he doesn't even really rap. It's more like spoken poetry half the time. He's like got this really drawling, slow, you know, rap flow to him. Um, it's absolutely gripping. His wordplay is outstanding. If you had to start anywhere, his most accessible sound as well as Chum. He's done some really, really unique experimental instrumentations with his two new recent records. Um, I have to say, I don't like shit. I don't go outside and feet of clay. Um, it's chums this song with this piano loop that runs through it and all these fuzzy drums that play along uh, with Earl's words. It's brilliant. Definitely check it out. And one last one I have to rem- uh, mention for rap. If we're talking about poets and if we're talking about wordplay, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about um, Mad Villainy, which is a collaboration uh, between MF Doom and Mad Lib. They released only one album, Mad Villain, in 2004. It's one of probably my favorite rap record it's got this song on an accordion where it samples this 2002 diadelis you know literal in accordion instrumentation it's absolutely bonkers um the wordplay on this song is absolutely crazy i love pop culture references in any music that i listen to any film that i listen to he chucks all these pop culture references in there he does all this unique wordplay all these his rhyme schemes are absolutely off the walls it's fantastic mad villainy please give it a listen elaine what are your personal favorite songs all right so first i'll mention another youtube channel which i'm surprised that hasn't come up already and that is npr tiny desk concerts which i know you listen to a lot of yes Um, um i guess if you could describe it it's literally like the title says it's a tiny it's in a tiny office and they just get artists from all different genres to play a live concert for this you know a live tiny concert in this office setting and it's just yeah the sound the sound engineer who's behind it is amazing um recently um rex orange county was on it and mentioned him once again and um, some of my favorite ones are florence and the machine um who is in my favorites because she's just incredible along with her band um, i went to her concert i think it was two years ago now and it was yeah, two years yeah, ago blew my mind away. <laughs> yeah that was it so good she's such an impressive singer like her vocal range is uh, i don't even know how that can i i know, don't know how she we're the same species sound. yeah i don't, I don't know get how it. she does it oh my god <laughs> but it's yeah Florence in the machine all her she's one of the few artists who i actually like the whole album i'm more of a person who tends to listen to specific songs that i like as opposed to an album but i love um all her album from lungs to oh. um high as hope so good um i literally have a playlist that's just dedicated specifically to florence and the machine because um you know when you really want that cathartic experience is when i'm like all right it's time it's time for florence and the machine and they just play um big god or some of the more sadder ones um oh my goodness like you've got the love so good no choir which is it's just stunning to listen to um also i've got here i I have to mention bedroom pop which i've already said a couple times already and for those of you who don't know what that is so bedroom pop is 
music that is essentially made in an artist's bedroom or home and not in a recording studio. So it has this homemade quality to it that sounds fuzzy, basically. And essentially it's a mix between indie and lo-fi. So some of the, um, I guess, house names in bedroom pop um, you might know Claro, um, Gus Dapperton is another one, and he's also got some of the most wackest music videos I've ever seen. Um, he's crazy. Love Gus Dapperton. He's crazy. <laughs> it's just, you see, yeah, I know you're not, you're not a big fan of music videos, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, yeah, you, they know that the music is good. Why not take it to the next step and have a visual representation of what? They're thinking so that's why I really enjoy music videos as well and yeah enough, Gus Apperton's <laughs> music videos are just <laughs> so strange but um, I really I really appreciate them um, yeah Rex Orange County is also um, in bedroom pop as well I also mentioned a couple Canadian Chinese artists so when I discovered these I was quite um, shook for lack of better word because um for the longest time I've been listening to indie and most people in India are obviously, you know, white people and I, as much as I love them and can relate to them, it really took it to the next level when I realised, oh, wow, you know, people like uh, me who are, I guess, third culture kids. I'm not sure if that's quite right. But um, so immigrant families, they can also produce in the same sort of... Um, uh, genre and also the aesthetic so these Canadian Chinese artists have amazing amazing music videos that are uh, of course Asian inspired so the first artist I've got is Monsune and he recently just or actually not that recent last year I think he released his first um, EP tradition and yeah I listened to the whole thing and really really loved it and he's also got a music video for this one of the songs on that um, EP called out of my mind and yeah it's stunning it's just a stunning music video and sometimes when I um, am in the mood I just play all these music videos in the background because they make me happy and I've also got another Canadian Chinese artist which is Brani and um, he's got a couple EPs out now Uh, he's also got this music video called Paradise and it's just this like weird grainy film and you're just like in this car and then they're driving to the countryside and then all of a sudden people are like interpretive dancing in the field and then they just transcend to some I don't know this like paradise this Chinese paradise where people are dressed in uh like traditional um Chinese um opera uh face makeup and it's I don't know I just love it I just love I love I love watching that stuff um call me weird that's cool. I don't mind. You <laughs> I'm do your that. That's yep. why you're the queen. That's why you're the queen. Um, uh. I've also got a couple other artists. Boy Pablo, so he's a Norwegian Chilean singer. Also some really funky music videos, and I really like his song Feeling Lonely. Um, Hannah Vu, so she's a... American Vietnamese artist based in LA, and she's got... I don't know how to describe it, but it's like just this really strong bass, I guess. Yes. Like, yeah, that goes through her songs. And if you listen to headphones specifically, it just really like it digs into your brain and yeah, all, all the feels, brings up all the feels. Um, I've also got this New York artist, Ravina. So she's um, uh, an American Indian um, singer and she's got, 
uh, yeah, she's got a stunning voice. And I actually discovered her first on a Colors um, YouTube video. And I also rewatched that one because she sings so well live. She's got this really delicate voice. Um, and yeah, she her music videos as well have this, I don't know, like someone's put a Vaseline over the camera lens so everything is just glowing and it's just so really really pretty and yeah so her songs are really really good as well um um and last of all I'll just mention UK indie rock bands in general so uh Florence and the Machine of course and I've also got this other band called Palace um they aren't very well known but some some a band that I really really love especially their song Live Well um I yeah that that's a song that I can't skip I just can't skip if I if I skip it I just feel like I've committed a crime because I have to listen to the whole thing um and they've also got this music video for their song Heaven Up There which is also a very long song which I of course love long songs and um yeah it's just this um this elderly man who's uh, yeah, it's just like this long pan shot that's around him and he's just alone in his living room watching these videos of, um, well, you don't really know who it is, but like home videos from ages ago and he sees her, he's like, um, I'm assuming his wife, he's passed away and I just, I, I watched this at like 1am and just cried throughout the whole thing. Um, uh, so Palace, I really, really love their music and I've also got Yellow Days. So Yellow Days is... Um, another UK indie rock band and the the lead singer of Yellow Days just has this such a deep voice and sort of similar if, if Florence and Machine is like you know cathartic in a sort of female voice way then Yellow Days is like the male equivalent to that in my mind so his music videos are also just whack some of the wackest stuff you'll ever see and his voice is like so so deep and it yeah it just reverberates um so i really love his stuff and yeah last of all i mentioned hers which was a band um unfortunately uh in may last i think it was may last year they were on a tour in america and uh, they were involved in a car accident where someone was driving on the wrong side of the road and unfortunately both members of the band passed away so um one of their songs that i really like is cool with you so like uh, with live well by palace i have to listen to the entirety of cool with you because yeah it's a really funky song and also it was a song that was playing in one of my favorite cafes and i thought oh this song sounds really good so i shazammed it and it was that one so that's my final pick for favorites so i'm sorry guys that was a very long podcast and yeah i just want to put this disclaimer like i did at the beginning we're not experts we're just really um into i guess our own music so if there's anything just in there that you guys opinions. like just give yeah. out opinions exactly exactly um i'll try we'll try and see if we can create some sort of playlist so that there's a spot where you guys can find it in one place and yeah that's it from me yeah. any any last words well i know the reason we kind of want to do a playlist as well is there's so much stuff that we would have missed so effectively guys music's just one of those things i just think everybody should kind of listen to it listen to it in the background experiment with new stuff as well listen to stuff that you know you kind of wouldn't see if you're a real rap fan go listen to some indie folk if you're a real rock fan go listen to some jazz just 
the best way to explore music and to be able to find new things that you enjoy is by experimenting and by trying new things. So that's just my last recommendations with it. So um, as you mm-hmm. can see, both of our tastes are pretty eclectic. Um, I love Elaine's recommendations, for example. I've listened to a bit of Hannah Vu. Um, she sent me a lot of um, NPR tiny desk recordings. Uh, she sent me that weird stuff the other night at like two o'clock <laughs> in the morning with like reverbed Mr. Brightside playing in the background while people were shouting. It was yep. great. You find stuff. You might not like all of what you try, but the point is you've got to try in the first place to find the stuff you like. So that's my little rant over. Elaine, have you got anything else to add or are we done? No, you're pretty much just summarised what I wanted to say. So... Thanks, guys, for listening, and I guess we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Stay gold. Peace.